On this week's episode of the Racing Junkies podcast, we discuss Chase Briscoe, baby. Let's go. We're good. There you go. Yeah. We're good. We're solid. We're good. We're solid. We're in the episode now, guys. Oh, that's it? Sure. Yeah, that was it. That oh, was wow. the whole oh, intro. I missed, I thought, oh, then I missed a burnout. Burnout. <laughs> I thought that was like a test one, and you're going to do another one afterward. No, that was that was full send. I'm that was not, it. Okay, no. we're into it. Yeah, that was... I ain't, I ain't testing around here, okay? Like, listen, I am hyped. Around. I've been hyped up for three days now, okay? Oh, I know. It's, you called me when it happened. Oh, no, yeah, you called me right before it happened, didn't you? With like a lap and a half to go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was pretty amped up. Oh, you were. But the problem was, is like, I'm staying at this house, right? Which I'm only here for another week and a half. And there was people upstairs that I didn't want to be like a complete menace to society and start screaming because that's how I felt inside. So I had to call Calvin and just keep it calm. I could tell you were like constraining yourself so much. You yeah. just wanted to, like, let go, but you couldn't. Uh, it's just amazing seeing your favorite driver win. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, like, yeah. I'm sure if, like, Lando won for you, you'd be, like, up the fucking wall. Oh, my God, dude. I don't even know what I knew. Yeah, and, like, bro, Pierre Gasly wins this year. It, it would be, like, I even was calling you and I said, like, you know, this Chase Briscoe win, I'm literally more excited than when Max Verstappen won last year. And when we were on that call last year, I was shaking. So you can just imagine. Yeah. Well... Like, what would you do if Pierre had won this this season? I don't know. Well, you see, I may or may not, okay? I have an orange in my hand right now, and I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> I may or may not have tweeted out, Kyle, I don't know if you saw this, with 80 laps to go when Chase Briscoe took the lead. Okay, I may or may not have said I'll eat an entire orange, um, peel and all, if he wins this race. So, um, oh, god <laughs> yeah i am really really regretting what i said but at the same time i mean chase briscoe won so you know what like you kind of played care. yourself i i 100 played myself i have the orange in my hand so i might just do one bite i don't know we're, we're gonna see here are we doing this right now right now well right now? i have <laughs> it in my hand i'm okay. just saying well hey like, just... i don't oh this is gonna suck send yeah, it for it just to send a bite right now yeah in my mouth, I could tell. That sounds How, scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> That's slurp. It's actually not oh. as bad as I thought. <laughs> I do have orange juice all over my computer now, though. Uh, oh my god! Great. Did it like squirt out? Yeah, like, this peel is so gross. I can imagine. That's why you're not supposed to eat it. I'm sorry, this is really bad. Oh, it's, this is great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quality start. Oh, there we go. I got the first bite down. Oh, we're going back in? No. Oh, that was just me. The whole... See, I said the whole thing, but I don't know anymore. That was pretty awful. Like, you it was swallowed even... the peel and everything? I, that, I'm, a, I'm a man of my word, man. Like, oh my god. That was gross. I know. But hey, Chase Briscoe won, so this is hey. how like, I care. Exactly. No. It's worth it. <laughs> I'm all oh. for the content, you know? Oh, easily. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I think I'll eat the orange, but I don't think I'm going to eat the peel. <laughs> that is very understandable. <laughs> See, okay. At least what you got to do is eat the rest of the orange in, like, one bite. Just... Okay, I'm going to peel well, it as, as we talk. As I'm going to peel it as we talk, and then I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Chase Briscoe took the lead with, I think, like 80 laps to go um, from Chase, from uh, Kevin, from Chase Elliott. That's going to be so annoying <sighs> because I'm going to keep yeah. saying they're the wrong name. Anyway, Chase Elliott was leading quite a bit of laps. So you can imagine, like, you know how I'm already hyped that it's like, you know, Chase Briscoe's winning? But it's so mm. much more better when he's literally beating my least favorite driver in the Cup Series at the same time. Oh, yeah. Just a cherry on top. 
Oh, it's a massive cherry on top. Like, mm-hmm. there's cherries on tops, and then there's that. Dude. Hell yeah. I'm struggling with this orange, guys. I'm not even lying. <laughs> well, uh, I I had an opposite NASCAR week to Bryce. Uh, yeah, Kyle, my, tell us about my... your great experience. <laughs> well, first off, Austin Sindrick did awful. Then on top of that, in picks... What I picked Kyle Larson, right? Yeah, that should be a guaranteed yeah. two I, points. I picked I picked Kyle Larson and came out with zero points. That is that's the biggest L of all time. That's the biggest I'd, L of your NASCAR career so far. I I'd say that Kyle's the junk collector this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah I actually, be. That, uh, no, Honestly, hang on, hang on, hang on. This wasn't Kyle's fault though. Okay, it wasn't. No, this was uh, a blown engine. Like this is on mm. Hendrick shops. So, yeah, I guess we can give junk collector to them. Mm. All right, shops. So back to race replay. So it was actually a fairly tame race, right? Mm-hmm. And um, not a lot going on to be honest. It was hard to pass, but like I saw people complaining that it wasn't a good race. But the fact that I knew that these guys were having to wheel the car the entire race really added on to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like where they were just sitting in there like slot cars. They actually like you could tell they were fully having to drive the car, and. Like I said so many times before, you can have boring races, but if I know that they're going to be sitting there actually giving it their all, having to drive the car lap after lap, being on the edge, then I'm happy with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It's a whole other dynamic to it. And people are like, oh, it's not a great race. But again, like me and Calvin have said time after time, you got to be used to having awful races. It's true. Or just not like boring races. That's normal. I, That's what I makes the other. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it happens, and you'll get, with any sport, you'll get unentertaining games or races or whatever, but uh, it's all part of it. It's just what makes the entertaining races entertaining. That's just it. Like, you can't expect every single race to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Although, like, this one, it was quite amazing. Like, they had, the restarts were kind of entertaining for a couple laps, and, like, I just enjoyed the fact that these guys, like, when you were passing someone, it took many, many laps to do it. You had to find and figure out a way to get around them, and that's just how racing should be. You could tell that it was, like, challenging the driver's, like, skill and ability, but it doesn't even look like it. Yeah, you had guys there, like, I saw people on, like, Twitter complaining, which is normal, but I saw them complaining about, like, oh, they can't pass, blah, 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 it's so hard to pass, and I just felt like, like, literally copying the link to the Tony Stewart clip over and over of him going, (laughs) we're racing, we're not passing. If you want to watch passing, you can go and look at the interstate. This is racing. You you can go on the highway and pass all day. Exactly. All right, so to update, I have the orange completely peeled. Thanks for the update. I was actually wondering yeah. about that. Well, yeah, well, now I got to record a Kyle take a what, finish this in what, one bite you said? Yo, yeah, one There's bite. no way. Okay, and it's an orange this. on a clementine, right? Like, it's a full-on... Yeah, it's a full-on orange. Like, it's a 113 oh orange. God. I mean, produce boy here, I know it's Okay, on. well, well, since there's so much, like, liquid inside of it... Put as much as you can in, then just chew it a little bit. That's what she said. And then that'll clear up so much space, and then throw the rest in. All right, let me try this. That's interesting. Uh oh. Oh, yours. Uh oh. I'm I'm gonna clip that for sure. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Any anytime someone spins out, like Pierre Gasly spins out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Man. How would Pierre feel about this activity right now, Bryce? I feel like he's a little bit preoccupied, <laughs> preoccupied <laughs> with uh, <laughs> the task at hand here. No, it's good. It's good, Bryce. You keep going. He think it's hot. What? That's what Pierre oh, Gasly would think. You'd think it's uh, hot. So, Calvin, how did oh. you feel about the NASCAR race? I gotta be honest with you, I did not watch it. Okay, I did all in one bite, tough. Kyle. I put <laughs> the whole go. damn thing in my mouth. Good job, Bryce. <clears throat> so, like, when I said, uh-oh, it's because I thought for a second I couldn't breathe because my jaw was, like, locked open. <laughs> oh, my, my God. Mouth. We almost had a death on our hands. 
Yeah, and the fact is, like, my laptop set up, but behind my laptop, my TV is right there, so I can see my reflection in the TV, so I can see the thing hanging on my mouth and me laughing, and it wasn't making it any better. I like how you achieved this goal, and then now you, the only evidence you have of it is, like, an audio recording of it. I know. I'm just making noises. This is yeah. hilarious, though. <laughs> you should have. Yeah, it's me just there. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a cool <laughs> I thought that was, yeah. Anyway. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did my thing for yeah. what I said I would. You're a man of word. word. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Freaky. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Phoenix and the not passing thing. And then we got down to like 10 laps to go. And it was a really good fight between Chase Elliott and Chase Briscoe. You could see Chase Elliott gaining on him and when they got the lap traffic. Like, Elliot would try to make a move. Briscoe would just hold him off on the high side. And then, you know, just racing. That's all it was. It was just racing and you not being able to get around. But if Elliot got to his bumper, you know he's going to move him. You know, there was always that excitement of what if Briscoe makes a mistake. Briscoe had to be perfect for over 60 laps of hit his marks every single lap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys glitched it there or not, but I couldn't hear you. But anyway... Oh, shit. Anyway. Um, is he on the phone? Who? Oh, Who? you. It sounded like to me that you said, hello? Like, it sounded oh, like you picked up your no. phone or something. Like, is he on the phone? Bryce uh, is losing it after yeah, eating the orange. Know. He's got orange high. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm so lost, man. Oh, my God. You what good? is happening? What are you guys talking about? What are you We're talking about? Talking. We're waiting for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> After you. Anyway. That's fine. Leave it in. That's awful. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I hate this you guys sometimes. This <laughs> No, I think it's a good episode so far. It's just oh, yeah, it's great. parts. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Go. Go for it. I hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> Yes. We love you too. We love you too. <laughs> Feelings mutual. Yeah. So anyway, caution comes out with like ten laps to go. Eric Jones spins out, and we now have uh, pit stops coming up. And Briscoe's teammate knocks it out of the park. Come down, get four fresh tires, and then on the restart, he has to hold off. Oh, excuse me. He has to hold off um, his teammate and Kevin Harvick, as well as Ross Chastain. And then Chase Elliott, like, fell through the field, which is, again, a beautiful thing to see. And um, Chase Briscoe made, like, the ballsiest move I think I've seen in a long time, where he was in on the inside, and they were basically three wide, and he did a slide job where he cut the two lanes off and, like, was just like, well, if this doesn't stick, it's going in the wall type deal. Like, you could tell, and it just barely stuck at the end, and he powered around the two of them. It was crazy. Amazing move. And then... Uh, at the back of the field with, like, five to go, none other than Chase Elliott spins out. Again. There we Golden go. Golden boy. Can't survive. And uh, so we get another restart. And this time, Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, Chase Briscoe, all are, like, three wide for the lead. And then Briscoe breaks away from the two and drives to the win. And it was just, you know, again, like, my favorite thing ever. So mm-hmm. Beautiful. And Kevin Harvick ended up finishing sixth. And that means that he has now tied a record with Dale Earnhardt as well as Richard Petty for most top 10s in a row at a racetrack with 18 straight top 10s at Phoenix. I mean, like, if you look back at it, that dates back, I'm looking at it, nine years. That goes back to 2013 since he last finished outside the top 10 or 2012, something like that. That is impressive. That's that's crazy. Oh, yeah. There's just no other word for it. That's just crazy. I know. Yeah. You can't say much more than that. Think about what we were doing in 2013. Like, we were like diapers. <laughs> per- pretty much. Yeah, 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 pretty pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty impressive, especially where he has the chance now on the last race of the se- on the last race of the year to go in and break that record. Like, could mm-hmm. you ma- like I don't know. You go in and you just broke the record of Richard Petty as well as Dale Earnhardt. That's that's something special right there. That's something to be proud of. Yeah. That's that's high company to be included with. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, and then um, on the last lap, there was a bit of controversy because Daniel Suarez absolutely cleaned out Austin Dillon going for 10th place. Uh, it seems like Kyle Busch got a run. Suarez went to block. 
And when he blocked, he misjudged how deep into the corner he had to break. Like, he missed his breaking zone. And, mm-hmm. I mean, just cleaned out Austin Dillon. Jeez. And ended up ninth. And I'm surprised that there was, like, no fight after the race. I was expecting, like, Austin Dillon to go and try and fight him or something. But, anyway. I would have loved to see Austin Dillon try and fight someone. Just oh, yeah, that would have been great Austin content. Dillon. Yeah, it would have been, been pretty funny. Honestly. Quality content, one would say. Honestly, we need more instigating. Oh, 100%. And oh. more crashes while we're at it. Stop with the crashes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a, it was an average Phoenix race. That's what I would call it. An average Phoenix race. And, I don't know, people want to bitch and moan about anything you do. So what are you going to do? There you go. That's, that's how I see it. It's a good summary. Um, yeah, so now we're going to Atlanta, a brand new racetrack. I'm kind of nervous for this race, to be honest. Just because it is new... But that's not why I'm nervous. I'm nervous because of them trying to make a mile and a half into a restrictor plate race. Or what I call restrictor plate race in the pack racing. That seems like what they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they did the paving wrong, they could end up with a single file freight train the whole race. Which right. would be awful. And if they got it right, we could be seeing like two wide and then breakaways. Which I'm okay with breakaways. But I don't, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's really, really risky. Especially with how it feels like collapsed the front straightaway is compared to the rest of the track Mm -hmm. so you could see a lot of like high speed crashes easily and that's just kind of nerve-wracking oh yeah that's terrifying yeah anyway in one way part of me is like i mean it is racing and it's always going to be dangerous but i feel like this is one of those races that's like an unnecessary risk do you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean i like it's kind of I got a weird feeling going into it. Like, I feel like something's going to go on. But, you know, I hope everyone... I hope, I hope it's going to be all right. Yeah. See, like, the the thing is, like, Daytona and Talladega, I feel like they got enough room from walls and done it so many times now. It's a tradition. You can't really change them. Like, the inside walls is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's not like the like the wall collapses on you in the tri-oval either. Like, you're obviously going to have hard hits. There are always going to be hard hits no matter what track you're at. And it feels mm-hmm. like Daytona and Talladega, like, it's built for this. It's okay. But the mile and a half is, like, I don't know. It's just almost too collapsed, too close for inside walls. Like, I don't know. Right. Seems sketchy. Yeah, that's that's the, like, perfect word for the, it. Sketchy. Yeah, the, the, the gist of it is it just seems sketchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, now we're going to try this new thing. And it's basically going to be the top five Atlanta moments before we go there. So, every week I'm going to come up with, unless it's, like, the week after it's kind of bad to start doing this because coda there's not really a top five to do but i'm gonna be looking at the top five atlanta moments in the past because i think it'd be cool to kind of like these guys haven't watched much nascar i have so it's kind of t- cool to like teach them about the history of a track but also like look and see kind of what's going on you know what i mean so quickly at number five comes from 2005 where carl edwards got his first career win so i don't know if you guys even know who carl edwards is do either of you or is a ring a bell uh, at all no not not a clue so you remember the quote from tony stewart in 2011 where he said i would wreck my own mother for the championship yeah that was so. towards carl edwards basically saying uh, i would wreck carl edwards carl edwards was a very successful race car driver um was very close to winning championships he actually tied tony stewart for the championship in 2011 um but tony won on tiebreaker and mm-hmm. it actually every time carl won a race he would do a backflip so this was the beginning of Carl Edwards with his backflip, and actually, fun fact, growing up, he was like my second favorite driver, just so you guys know. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved Carl Edwards. Whoa. So now, coming in at number four, I have Kevin Harvick winning in 2018 at Atlanta, mm-hmm. and after his win, he paid tribute to Dale Earnhardt, and we'll get into why he did that later, but it was the fact that it would seem like Kevin Harvick had a curse every time he went to Atlanta, where yeah. he would have the best car, but he couldn't win it. Oh, okay. And Atlanta is like, they call it one of his playgrounds. Like, Harvick has like two playgrounds, they call it, and it's Atlanta and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Phoenix, we can see why. Atlanta, he would always have the best car. He literally did turn three and four so well that they literally named a line after him called the Harvicking line because he could hold the bottom so much better than everyone else. Wow. So, it was pretty cool because he did the tribute to Dale Earnhardt where he drove around with the uh, three fingers out the, win- out the, uh, the side oh, yeah. window. Mm-hmm. And it was a very special win for him because you could tell that it was emotional for him. And not only that, but when he was winning, you could hear Daryl Waltrip in the booth, like almost crying. It was so cool. Wow. Um, so, sensational. 
Number three, I have 2000 with Dale Earnhardt getting, I believe to be his second to last series win in a last lap pass against Bobby Labonte, um, where mm-hmm. the two of them for the final 20 laps were battling side by side. And I believe he won it by just a nose. It was almost nothing. And it was just special because this is obviously his second to last win. It was a great uh, battle at the end. And it just shows the kind of race that this track can produce. Right. Uh, number two, 1992. So it's the last race of the season. And Richard Petty, this was his final start in NASCAR, was mm-hmm. at this racetrack. And the same race, Jeff Gordon drove his first uh, race. So Whoa. that's like one of those things that it's just crazy to think about. The fact that they raced against each other once and like they're both top five drivers of all time. Do you know what I mean? That's, mm. whoa. That is kind of cool to think about. Yep. And not only that, but Alan Kowicki, uh, as an owner driver, won the uh, championship in a come from behind. I believe he started that day fourth in the points. And this is a full season points standings. This isn't like winning you're in. This isn't any of that stuff. This is full season. I believe he was fourth in points. And there was five guys that were possible to win it, and he ended up winning the championship. Wow. That was impressive. And coming in at number one, we have Kevin Harvick getting his first career win in his third career start after replacing Dale Earnhardt and only three weeks after his death. And it was just kind of like one of the things that started the healing process in NASCAR. It was a five-car battle with 10 laps to go, and it came down to him and Jeff Gordon in the final lap, and he won it, and it was a few... I told Kyle this yesterday when we were talking about it. I said, if you switched the cars, like if you made them all black cars, let's say, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to tell which finish was which. That's how identical these finishes were. And both times, the guy in Lurcher Children's racing car won, which was just super impressive. And well, it was, I don't know, it's just like one of those special moments in NASCAR that you don't like, don't think will ever happen. And it just mm-hmm. seems scripted, but you know it's not. Like a fairy tale moment. It, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of like teaching you guys a little bit about the history of it. It is cool. I like learning about it. Yeah. So I also told them that they actually have to watch uh, the the number one there, the Atlanta race, because that was insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so now for picks. So last week I won with William Byron, just barely edging out Calvin, who had Todd Gilliland. That's kind of embarrassing to say, but hey, I'll take two <laughs> points. Yeah. Uh, it's embarrassing for you. <laughs> Todd Gilliland beat Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so, Mr. Last Place over there, who do you pick first? Uh, well, this is a throwaway-ish week, so I'm picking Ty Dillon. Sounds good. Calvin? I'm going to go with big old Corey LaJoy. And I'm going to go with Michael McDowell. This is such a throwaway week. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's not even funny. Well, Michael McDowell finished above both of our picks in, at Daytona, so... My hands are so sticky. I wonder why. Like, it's actually I really, bad. I do wonder why. <laughs> Not only that, but I got like the taste of like the orange peel like in my mouth. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. I can imagine. Um. So yeah, I think that's pretty well it for NASCAR. So, formula uh, time. Formula uh. Formula uh. Formula uh. Formula uh. Formula uh. I'm hanging here like a cow. Yeah, I'd, I'd read something in the comments in the TikTok sections. James, it's all great. Fuck you. Either way, they were screwed. But wouldn't you rather be screwed with fresh tires? No, Mikey, no, no, Mikey. It was so not right. It was better. You know what would have been better? He was shirtless. Right. <laughs> Max Verstappen, you are the world champion. The world. <laughs> Guys, I really think we have to stop that. Like We do, because it says it in the should. thing. <laughs> Like, yeah, we should probably it, stop that. <laughs> yeah, we should, but I think we're gonna forget every time, and it's just too fun. It is quite fun. Um, oh, I forgot about the biggest thing in these show notes. I, oh, you want to talk about yeah. that first? That's first. Okay. Okay. Um, how long did it take you guys to watch the series? Because I just want to know. Because I want to know how. Long I haven't finished. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I haven't either. But I've w- I watched the first six episodes. In one day. Okay, so you guys I'm... know how it came out last Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I finished it Friday night. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I just Can't wanted see. to see what it was like, and I have some notes here, okay? Okay. Yeah. Holy shit, you actually have, like, real notes. I definitely didn't just pull out my, uh, block test notes, but, you know. Uh, 
there to go. fake it. But yeah, so first things first, I can see why people are don't like don't necessarily <coughs> like drive to survive in some situations. Like right. I can see it now. I can see why. Because mm-hmm. for number one, Will Buxton is the most boring person in that whole thing. Okay, that's the reporter guy, right? Yeah, where he's like, yeah. in Formula One, if you are the first car on the grid after qualifying, you have nineteen others behind you. Oh my god, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so much racing. It's like no shit. No way, really. <laughs> Yeah, it's just stuff like that where you're like, okay. And he, I know, like, that's definitely dramatized. Like, they ask him to do that. But yeah. I definitely feel like if we actually saw Will Buxton in the paddock, I feel like he wouldn't be like that. He'd be like a normal reporter, a good reporter. Yeah. And he's definitely yeah. done something right to be this high up in Formula One, but it's just funny to make fun of him for this sort of thing. It's like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That, that that doesn't make me not like it. I still like Drive to Survive, but, like, I get what you're saying. It that's could improve. That's not it. I got, like, so many ideas here. Okay, number number two. Okay. Number two. Oh, okay. Episode two, I think it was. Okay. When they did the whole Lando versus Daniel rivalry out oh, of nowhere. Oh, my God, yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I didn't even obvi- know that was a thing. I don't either. think it was a thing. <laughs> It was just I, more I, like a, a slight comment that Lando made, and then the press just blew it up. And my my least favorite part, okay, was when they were literally turn one in Bahrain, right? Mm-hmm. So they go into turn one, and I think it was Lando on the inside, or Lando on the outside, Daniel on the inside. They're nowhere near each other. Lando's running the normal outside line, and then they come up with the radio, and he goes, he pushed me off. And it's like, what? <laughs> he, he's oh not God. even close to you, first of all. Second of all... <laughs> Lando said that in, like, Austria from Perez when Perez yep. pushed him into, like, the dirt. It's not even from that clip. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what that was all about, to be honest. No, that was definitely something. That one, that, like, that whole episode just, I understand what they were going for where Daniel was struggling and they wanted to make it seem like, you know, it's not a great thing. And they obviously wanted to have a redemption arc later in the season with the Monza win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you can, you can tell it's leading for. up to that, like. If you've seen the season, you can tell it's leading up like, oh, Daniel Ricciardo with this big investment, and now he's not, you know, feeling comfortable in the car, and then it's leading up to the one-two finish. It's like, you can tell it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's clear that they were, that's what they were trying to do with that. Yeah. Um, number three, I'm just trying to think back through here. I like. Here's one thing I did like is that Max has come out and said like he's not doing it. He doesn't like Drive to Survive, and I think that's what kind of kickstarted this whole thing of Drive to Survive is awful from because you know. Max has loyal followers that are like, oh, yeah, whatever he says goes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one thing that I feel like they did good was that they incorporated Max into the championship fight without, like, without having him in there talking about it. Like, they were able to use his audio, his in-car cameras, Christian Horner, good stuff, like his radio. They were able to use it to make it seem like he was, wasn't missing out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt good about that. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I really liked the Oscapito episode, the Williams episode. I think that was my favorite episode of the whole thing. I don't know if you guys have gotten to that one yet. The Williams episode. That's my favorite one. My least favorite one was the Haas episode because it was literally just a Makita and Mazepin suck-off competition, and I was like, this guy's awful. Why are we doing this? Well, honestly, it made, like, without sugarcoating it at all, it honestly made Mazepin, like, the driver looked like a little bitch. It did. <laughs> like, I, I was watching that, I was like, damn, I didn't realize how much of a friggin' pussy he was. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, the whole bit of him being like, the, the cars don't drive as fast in a straight line, like, his car's faster, and it's like, well, talent, buddy. It's pretty clear. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, no, you guys have made two completely different cars for me and him. We need to switch cars. Yeah, okay. No, if I was no, Schumacher, nobody does that. No, if I was Schumacher, I'd be like, okay. No, I, I dead ass. If I yeah. had his teammate constantly bitching about it, I, if I'm Schumacher, I'm like, okay, switch the cars. Yep. Watch them switch the numbers. Literally stand in the paddock and watch them switch the numbers and get in the other person's car. Switch the mm. seats, switch the numbers, and go. Yeah. And, like, the yep. setups. Set it up how Schumacher likes it. Set up how Mazepin likes it. And then go out and drive the car. And we'll, and like, it's, do it for four races, let's say. Because I feel like four is enough to see kind of where they're at both. 
And if, yeah. you know, that'll just prove that Schumacher's better. We all know it, but if he needs to be beaten like a little bitch all the time, then yeah. Honestly, I don't think even if this whole Uralkali, Mazepin thing, Russia thing happened, I don't know if Mazepin would make it in Formula 1 for too long. The oh, Literally the only thing that would be keeping him there is his dad's money. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah it's so clear. That it wouldn't even be an ink. It wouldn't even be a hint of his skill that's keeping him in. What like skill? even when we when we like say Lance Stroll and make fun of him like that, I gotta admit he's like not the worst driver I've seen. But Nikita, there's not much going for him. No, Lance Stroll has yeah. gotten podiums, drives like above where the car should be at times. Yeah, there are times where he does some pretty bad things, but so do all drivers. Oh yeah, like yeah, we hate on Lance Stroll, and he's definitely daddy's money. Like there's no doubt about that. Mm. But he still has like a decent amount of talent. And I yeah. feel like we're going to see the same thing with uh, Gwen Yu Joe, or Joe Grand Yu. I don't know how they're planning on pronouncing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like he will have, to a certain extent, a decent amount of talent. Like, he's not going to be a Mazepin, but he's not going to be, like, a standout star. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, there was one other clip that I remember, and I don't remember if it was an Esteban clip or a Yuki clip, but they used the completely wrong audio again. At like the wrong time, I think it was like a Yuki one where they were just racing, and he comes over the make and he goes, "Oh, hey, shut up!" And it's like that's not the race that that happened in, at all. <laughs> and that was in the. Uh, have you guys seen the Alphatari episode yet with them and? No, ha- okay, haven't got haven't got to that. That yet. one was kind of a waste of an episode. I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Obviously, it talked about uh, Esteban's win with Alpine. I think that's a good episode to go in over in general, but I feel like they should have had Seb on there as well to talk about it because Seb had podiums he had almost a win do you know what i mean like i feel like that's a better way to look at it but instead they were going through yuki's progression as a young driver which is still a good storyline i just think the seb one could be better right in many ways and i think that we could have had more esteban on there where he almost got the podium in saudi arabia and uh fernando getting the podium like in qatar we could have talked about those things because those are huge storylines throughout the season Mm -hmm. exactly yeah I don't know. And, like, yeah, last episode was, I don't know. It was okay. It didn't really build the hype. Obviously, the hype of the last race was, un, like, imaginable compared to the for Drive to Survive. But I will say this. Drive to Survive does a good job of getting people into the sport. It's a good yes. introductory series, 100%. and it always will be a good introductory series. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I'm completely for having Drive to Survive. And you know what? With all the people bitching, oh, you're a Drive to Survive fan. Well, don't stop like speaking down to people about that say oh well maybe you saw this on drive to survive but this is actually what actually happened like you don't have to be a complete dick about it okay yeah exactly it's a learning moment exactly and people like need to learn about certain things from the sport that's how it works yeah and like all you need to do is be like oh you watch drives to survive do you want to come over and watch a race sometime or something like that Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden now they're more introduced into watching it regularly and they'll be able to figure out for themselves, like, oh, not everything that I saw on Drive to Survive happened, but 95% of the time, they're not going to care because they'll just be into the sport anyways. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great introductory series, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Also, Agreed. we got to go the entire thing without having a Lance Stroll or Lawrence Stroll interview. Let's go. Sorry to was break that not? to you guys. There was not one, except for the <laughs> oh, first spoilers. episode and the first little bit. Man, that's, that's pretty great. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm not there was actually, yeah. hang on. I'm going to really spoil it. Hang on. There was no uh, Aston Martin at all. There was no Alfa Romeo at all. Why? There were both those teams. There was nothing on them the entire time. Hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they did kind of have uneventful mid-pack seasons. And zero Kimi or Gio- Giovinazzi at all. I don't think, Kimi would want nothing to do with it. No, though. Kimi did. I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay, Yeah. so, now, back to our regular scheduled programming now that I've been Drive to Survive. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, what's the first thing you put on the... Colton Herta, where he signed a development deal with McLaren, meaning that he can now do F1 tests with the team. Oh, Which, that's kind of cool. That's huge. That, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, him and, him and Pato both had that deal now, but Pato is definitely more in line to get the McLaren seat, as he's already a McLaren driver. But I feel yep. like this is more of a development deal for Herta, so that when Andretti comes into the sport, or if they come into the sport, then he's ready to come into F1-type deal. 
Uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I, I'm pretty pumped to see Herda and uh, Ward. Yeah, that's huge. Mm. Amazing. That's yeah. big, big stuff. Um, so something that I just saw like earlier today, it's um, McLaren has new wheel covers, and it's like the Google Chrome logo, I think. Mm-hmm. I saw this too. And then there's like a, a Android. I don't know if that was there before, like an Android logo. On no, the that's brand there. new too. Yeah, so I guess there's some deal with Google there. Because um, they're both Google brands. Yeah, um, the deal is is that they get Bill Gates to not rain in Russia anymore. Because he controls <laughs> the weather. Exactly. If he owned Google, well, that's how it would go. Hate to break it to you, Bryce. <laughs> oh, he owns Microsoft. Yep. I, <laughs> and, and I don't think rain in Russia is a problem anymore. No, it's not. I just met any rain at all when Lando's yeah. leaving. Yeah. True. Uh, oh, God. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, totally that's, that's, it's a uh, it's pretty cool. I think it looks interesting. Definitely looks yeah. cool when the wheels are spinning. You know. Did you know that wheels spin be on the race car? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. So Danny Rick, also. Oh yes, test negative. That's huge. I that's mean, congrats. Big. You don't have uh, COVID. Good a, job. a tiny, <laughs> tiny part of me was kind of hoping that like he wasn't ready to race, and because they signed Oscar Piastri to be able to drive the car, and I, I really want to see Piastri get at least one race type deal. Yeah. So, I just like, obviously I'm really happy that Daniel York's back, and it's amazing that he's back. But like a little part of me is like, man, kind of wish like we could have seen Piastri in the car as well. Mm. Fun, funny thing is, is he said in drive to survive he was like having covid was the worst thing ever and i never want to go through that again and literally the day that that drive to survive comes out he's got covid that's called foreshadowing yeah Mm -hmm. um another thing that i found it's just like have you seen um there's a youtube channel called vanity fair and they they made like a asking f1 drivers questions yeah. Um, did you see that? Uh, I saw their oh, pictures. Yeah. I didn't oh, see all the questions. Like, the dress up or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are the outfits? I thought they were pretty funny. They were pretty great. <laughs> I watched it to see Gasly's responses, not gonna lie. Yeah, I watched the... I don't watch the whole thing. I watched, like, half of it, but... Um, they're pretty general questions, but, like... George is such a Mercedes driver already. Oh, like, my God. If yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's actually, like... Man, it kind of makes me not like him as much. It's well, actually, I, I, I hate to say it, but I agree with you a little bit. It's like sucking off Toto and the, the, the all of Mercedes basically. It's just like, oh, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's I'm still cheering is. for him. Yeah. But yeah. So we did fantasy. Like we're doing like between us three for F1, we're gonna do mm-hmm. fantasy. Um, not that anyone actually cares, but. I don't care what you think. Um, so, just quickly, we're going to run through... We're just doing like this on fantasy.formula1.com. We're going to run through our team picks on who we picked. Because I think it's funny. Yeah. No, so, that, that's a fun thing. All right. Show, yeah. Shows anybody who's listening what, what we think is going to so, happen. Um, this for this week, I have on my team Charles Leclerc. Okay. Mick Schumacher. Yep. Max Verstappen, yep. Sebastian Vettel, and Yuki Tsunoda, and my manufacturer's Ferrari. Okay. Nice, yeah. nice. And I hit 100 mil on the dot. I think I was like a little bit away, like mm-hmm. one or two mil. So what did uh, you put, Calvin? I put... Did you do drivers first? Okay, I'll do drivers. I did... Um, I, th- I thought, okay, at first, my strategy here was, like, I guess I want, like, a, a wide variety of, of teams, just because I don't know how they're going to conf- perform. So I chose, you know, no two drivers from one team. Yeah, I did the same thing. I did thing. the same yeah. thing. Yeah, so <laughs> I got George Russell. I got uh, Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Lando, and Sebastian Vettel. Mm-hmm. Um... And then for constructor, I don't know how that affects it really, so I didn't go to all out on it. I, I put on uh, Aston Martin. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, for for my team, I tried to go with like the top driver on each team, but not like every team because obviously I can't have Verstappen and Hamilton or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So my team has got Verstappen, Leclerc, Norris, Gasly, and Albon. And my constructor is Alpine. Okay, so you went really cheap on the constructor, so you grab a couple more drivers. Oh yeah. See, because I went with yep. the instructor. I went with the most expensive constructor, probably. Behind Red Bull and Mercedes, but. Yeah, but I don't feel like it's yeah. a good idea to pick them yet, because I feel no, like probably not. I feel like from what I saw in testing, obviously I know it's just testing. What I've seen so far out of everything is that Ferrari and Red Bull seem to have the edge, is what people are saying, and. Um, Ferrari has Leclerc and Sainz, and I feel like that is a better driver pairing than Verstappen and, and Perez because I feel like they outclass them. So that's why I took the Ferrari, and they're cheaper. Yeah. Mm. Uh, who did you guys pick as your uh, your double points? Leclerc, your turbo driver. I chose Sainz, yep. and I got Leclerc as well. So we're all betting on the Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I now, took, sorry, you go. I took Schumacher because he was quite cheap, but from what I've seen from testing is that they can put up a solid lap time, so I don't think they're in the bottom anymore. That's what like my idea is, is that they're not in the bottom, so I feel like he can make some passing points type deal. I really hope they're not in the bottom. For, for me, I'm trying to go safe just week one, just because of how different things might be. So for that, like I'm a believe it when I see it kind of guy, mm-hmm. but I could see it happening. And I honestly, I, I hope it happens, but I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't want to gamble it this week. No. This is a calculated risk for me. That's how I see it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the reason why I went with Alpine, and this might be a good, a good segue, is I went with Alpine because uh, they figured something out. Yeah, they figured out their porpoising issue or porpoising or however the hell you say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they claim that they have figured it out, that yep. they can turn it on and off as they wish. And that could be a huge thing for them. That could literally mean the difference between, you know, being ninth in constructors and being fifth in constructors. It's a 100%. huge margin. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, fi- I figured might as well toss them in there. There was other cheap options, but I feel like if they truly do have that figured out, they've kind of got a step up above all the bottom teams as a team for sure i think yeah, yeah. oh yeah. i think I, I don't know and they got drivers to match it too like they got two solid drivers mm-hmm. so. but as a yeah. whole how do you guys think the season's gonna go like we don't have any information aside from testing like who do you think let's play a game who's gonna get uh constructors and who's gonna get world championship who do you we're think? gonna do like a who's most likely to <laughs> yeah let's do that who's most likely okay. to Okay. Win the championship. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll I'll go Verstappen. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah, Verstappen. I'm going Leclerc. Okay. <clears throat> really? I feel like I would be. I would love for that to happen, but at, at the same time, I guess it's it's the same thing. I'm a. I'm, I'll believe it when I see it. I just like I want Ferrari to be good. The rumors are getting me excited, but I I don't know. I just I'm not confident. You don't want to get your hopes up. No, I yeah. don't blame you, but um, I don't know if the Red Bull's even the quickest yet either. They did like a, sure, they went quickest in testing, but again, it's testing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah, it doesn't mean much. Yeah. And Checo huh. seemed to be having trouble too, so you never know. All right, I got well, one. That's, what, that's why I'm not necessarily going Red Bull for constructors, but I feel like driver's championship, it'll be first to happen. Mm-hmm. Who do you think for uh, constructors or Calvin? Constructor? Mm-hmm. Uh... Probably, I want. I'll play it safe with Mercedes again. I guess. Aw, you're a bum. Yeah. <laughs> that the well. Kyle. I, that I'm I'm flip flopping between Mercedes and Ferrari. Like Ferrari would be the risky pick, but I don't know. I feel like the consistency of Russell and Hamilton, even though, like according to their sandbagging. They're not going to be competitive, but 
neither of those two drivers in a Mercedes car, like, won't not be competitive. That's just, it's not going to happen. So maybe they won't compete for driver's championship individually, but as a team, I feel like they're, they're still be up at the top. Yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. I kind of agree, but I feel like there's a hole to your argument in the fact that I think that, sure, they're a good driver duo, but I still think that Ferrari has the better driver duo. And even then, Ferrari looks to have the better car at the same time. That's where yeah. I'm leaning. So that's why I think it's going to be Ferrari. I just Listen, man. I, I hope it is. Yeah, I know you do. I'm just like throwing out like my idea of it. And the only reason that I'm saying that I don't think that necessarily that Mercedes is sandbagging, like maybe, I, I, like I definitely think that they're overplaying how far back they are. But I don't think they're sandbagging in the idea that they're not going to be like, I think they're still going to be top two, but I don't think they're like clear away runaways. Because yeah, what's been said by like Haas, who has had the most time to work on this car and the most time to try different things, is Haas said they did a similar side pod to Mercedes, and they said it just wasn't as good. They said the wide side pod was better for what they did, and they also said that the smaller side pod was really good at like at um slow corners but high speed corners it really struggled mm-hmm. so going from yeah. the team that's had the most wind tunnel time and the most time looking at this car so far I feel like that that kind of plays into it too yeah you might be right did we even talk about Mercedes new side pods or lack of side pods no we didn't <laughs> did we not mm. like oh we might have last week last week okay. I don't know yeah. Well, either way, I like as showing a side by side comparison of Ferrari to Mercedes is insane. Oh yeah. The difference in the side pods, like that's wild mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, no doubt. It's actually it's insane. There's no other word for it. Like it's just so yeah. outside the box, and I feel like the stupid undercut on the Red Bull too is crazy, and how it's like cut in mm. the side. I don't know. Like, yep. We'll, we'll see in Q3. Yeah, I said, yeah. I'm just looking forward to it so much for the Q3. And let's hope McLaren figures out their brake problems. Cause yeah, that's yeah, got to be... They had brake problems all of testing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. I didn't, th- I didn't think about that when picking Norris. Oh, well, it's fine, it's fine. That's one of I'm the reasons sure. I, st- I swayed away from McLaren <laughs> as we don't know where you are kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know true. where anyone is, but the like when you see a glaring brakes problem, mm-hmm. that's kind of what was like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, just hope for the best, I guess. But um, that's all I, you can. Do. I just can't. I've been like thinking about it so much. I just can't wait for the weekend. Oh, me too. Like I'm, I'm so excited. So, so much racing. Like nothing against NASCAR. Well, I'm excited for NASCAR. But nothing has got me more excited than F1. Mm. See, NASCAR has me quite excited, but F1's like on par. I won't say it's more, because I can't do that. My heart can't do that. But I completely see where you're coming from. Like, I'm not going to get butthurt about that. That's completely warranted. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and IndyCar's actually got me excited, too, just because IndyCar races are a lot more spread out when, when they come. So... Yeah, and the fact so, that we got, like, an IndyCar week. I'm so excited for Sunday, man. It's, like, literally, <laughs> my parents are supposed to be coming over to visit me, and I should have told them, I said, I'm not hanging out with you on Sunday. I literally <laughs> told them that. I said, well, I'll hang out Saturday, as long as it's not during qualifying, but I'll hang out on Saturday so that, like, we can do stuff. But on Sunday, I already told them, I said, I'm getting up in the morning, I'm sitting down, my ass down on the couch, I'm watching Bahrain, and I'm switching the channel to Texas, and I'm switching the channel to Atlanta, and that's going to be my day. That's it. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the entire day right there. It's similar to um, like mid-May when they used to have, I think it was Indianapolis, or they had Monaco, and then they had the Indianapolis 500, and then they had the Coke 600. Oh, yes, I remember that. All in the same day. That was nuts. Yeah. That and was there was like... guys that used to do the Indianapolis 500 and the Coke 600 on the same day. Jeez. I, I, I don't know how you can do that. I think Kurt Busch tried it and Tony Stewart tried it. Man. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I, I, could you imagine doing that? That'd be so much fun. Like, just driving. Just driving the race car in the first place. I'd love to be a race car driver. Oh, my God. I 
I would like to drive the race car. I wouldn't want to be a race car driver, I don't think. Really? Because it's like dedicating everything you do to this one thing. Like, everything. I mean, isn't that any career, too? Like, a lot of careers are like that? Well, you could say, I mean, I guess I'm just not as, as competitive as a person, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a very competitive person, so I guess that that might be why I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Like, you, could, you have to, like, eat, like... And, or was it eat sleep and breathe F, or whatever driving like just it's i don't know it's a lot it's too much of one thing and you get burnt out see now you're starting to sound like a drive to survive cast of person <laughs> 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 gotta eat sleep breathe formula one <laughs> uh indycar real quick uh yep. there wasn't much but i did see a clip on twitter about one driver saying, I don't know who it was exactly. For some reason, I'm thinking it's Rena's VK, but another part of me is like, I don't think it was. But um, they actually like blew a blood vessel in some part of their body while going around Texas Motor Speedway. That's how fast they're going, and that's like amazing, in my opinion. Like, not yeah. amazing that they blew a blood vessel, but amazing that they're going that fast and able to keep the car going. It's just awesome, in my opinion. That is really I cool. Think, I think that's pretty crazy. It shows how like far they're pushing themselves. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to Texas Motor Speedway this week, which uh, it's not the best. The PJ1 kind of kills IndyCar racing there because once you're with IndyCar, once you're in the PJ1, which is a traction compound they put down for NASCAR to try and make two lanes of racing that completely failed and made Texas even worse, mm-hmm. um, it, it just, you lose the back of the car. Like, I've watched a couple of races at Texas before in IndyCar, and as soon as you get outside of it, you're just going straight to the wall. Dang. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's, we'll see. It's interesting. It'll be good. I think Pato won there last year, at least one of the races, so be interesting to see how he can do in that, too. Oh, very interesting. I love Pato Award, man. He's such a he's such a beauty. Oh, yeah. Great Absolute guy. Absolute beauty. Mm. Love. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty well it for this week, to be honest. Sweet. Yep, I think so. I need to go wash my hands. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. They're so sticky. Okay. I can probably smell really good though. I don't. I don't like the smell of orange. So this is really bothering me. What? Really? No, Who orange. doesn't like the smell of orange? Uh, maybe it's just that because. No wonder you don't like McLaren. No. Oh, buzz off. <laughs> oh. No, I think it's because of like the um the like the skin, the rind or something. I don't like that smell. Like the smell of the orange itself is okay, but like the peel. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's a bit more understandable, but still, it's. Or no, the peel smells. I don't know. I love it all. No way. Hang I on. I'm smelling the peel right now. It smells okay. Maybe you should. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I guess that's See it. You later. That's all. See ya. Peace. Best podcast ever. But wouldn't you rather be screwed with fresh tires? Yeah. I will literally throw my shit against the wall. Like, I <laughs> <laughs>